Welcome to the Hot Seat powered by Affordable Staff, David Judge. And here we are at Season 2, Episode 3 of the Hot Seat, where we release a new episode every second Tuesday and talk to industry influencers that have worked hands-on in the real estate industry, find out where they see current and future trends, and what you can do about it to support and grow your business. So today, Ever and I are interviewing Hamish Turner, who specializes as a property management trainer, consultant, and also deals in the sale of real estate businesses. So to give you a little context of this interview, Ever and I were attending a conference in New Zealand towards the end of 2018, where it pretty much rained the entire time we were there. Hamish uh, is also a client of Affordable Staff, and he had one of his team members visiting New Zealand at the same time as our visit, so the whole thing lined up really, really well. So when we were at the conference, I noticed that Hamish was always had someone talking to him, sitting there asking for advice and, and getting guidance around their business. And it's actually really hard to tie down, which is why we were really fortunate and excited when we were able to catch up and record the hot seat. So Hamish really understands how to identify the true asset value of a real estate business. With as of September 2018, when we were recording this this interview, um, Hamish had sold about a dozen real estate businesses. And when we had spoke to him towards the end of 2018, he mentioned that he'd had a record year. So in this interview, Hamish shares areas around the industry, how it's growing, and his simple approach to building the value of a rent roll, which can be applied to any business of any size. After all, Hamish understands that a rent roll is the real asset um, of a real estate business. So this is a really good interview and Hamish has a, a massive wealth of knowledge and he consults with different businesses on so many different levels, including in Australia, Inspector Real Estate. So again, a, a fantastic interview. Uh, I'm gonna stop talking, let's get into it and roll it. Hello and welcome, David here from The Hot Seat and I also have Evie here, how are you? I'm very well, David. How are you? Good. Thank you for being with you with us today. Thanks for having me on your hot seat. <laughs> Hamish, how you going? Very good, David. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So where, where are you from, Hamish? I'm based in uh, New Zealand. I've been here for the last uh, eight or nine years. I met a, a Kiwi girl after coming over from uh, uh, Brisbane, where yes. I um, uh, formerly worked in, in property management there. So I've been in the industry for, for probably management industry for 20 years across Australia and New Zealand. But I'm based in, in New Zealand now. Yes. So yeah. And I, get a, I do get a crossover to Brisbane um, each month to, for yes. a reprieve from the weather. So yes. Is, yeah. And um, how long in Australia doing property management? And uh, approximately 10 years either way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Without giving away too much of my age. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's the big animation. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, so we're here with Hamish today to have a, a bit of a chat around the. Um, around the industry, find out where you've come from in the industry, where you think it is now, and where you think it's going in the future. Sure. Okay, okay. fantastic. So Sorry. so you mentioned 20-odd um, years in the industry? Yeah, so I, I worked over in uh, South Australia, Adelaide, um, as, as a 19, 20-year-old, as a rental clerk and um, uh, for, for several years. Um, Glenelg was the office, Ray, Ray McGrath Professionals in Glenelg, who had uh, three offices at the time. Mm. And um, and then I uh, actually worked for Terry Shear Insurance Brokers. I was the okay. nas National Claims okay. Manager for, for um, several years, and that was an Adelaide-based position. And um, I, I then moved. So are you originally from Adelaide? Sorry. Uh, I, I'm actually a Kiwi, um, but but I moved over to uh, mid north South Australia when I was uh, ten or eleven years old, yes. and um, so uh, dual, dual citizen, uh, one of each. Um, uh, um, um, father was a Kiwi and, and mother's an Aussie. So, um, but yeah, grew up in mid mid north South Australia. Um, came, came to the city um, when, when I was about nineteen or twenty, and. And got into um, property management. I, I still remember now the two two biggest things I had to learn were to because um, I was a, 
uh, labourer, um, I had to learn how to um, uh, shave each day and, um, <laughs> and how to do my tie. And um, they probably took a good six to 12 months to Either get Either of which you're doing now. <laughs> yeah, well, we, don't, we, don't, we don't wear ties over New Zealand. Well, well, on the seldom occasion, weddings and funerals but and, and important meetings. But uh, for the most part, I've, I've got about 80 or 90 ties. And, wow. um, and I get to choose on, on wearing one or two of them um, each, each, uh, each year. So in the narrow rotate. Nice? Um, uh, yes, um, yeah, I do. Yeah, 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 I've had a few bought for me, and I've got some pretty funky ones there. But they're a bit. Um, I tend to bring them out. But I'm back in back in business in, in Melbourne or um, um, Brisbane or, or Sydney. Um, they, they tend to come out, but uh, for the most yeah, part, they're hidden. Melbourneites yeah. like to wear ties. They do. They do. They really yes, do. They do. So mm. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Okay. So so um, so you started off in South Australia. Yep. And um, yeah, two years for three years in, in the national claims role, and then. Um, I moved to Queensland and I worked for um, a company by the name of Pro Rentals, um, yes. which is pretty well known in, in Brisbane and also Australia that, that uh, organically grew a, a book uh, uh, to around 1,800 managements and mm. um, before before selling. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, I was approximately 30 years old. I, I moved back to New Zealand where, where all my father's side is and, and I uh, set up my own um, business um, uh, and I... Um, Duplicated that in multiple regions around the around the country in a license based model, um, where the licensees um, had full ownership of their their businesses, mm. and then uh, approximately three years ago, I sold that business um, to focus on a young family and um, have been um, heavily uh, consulting and um, and broking uh, rent rolls. Um, so okay. year to date, we're, we're, we're uh, September 2000 and um, uh, what are we, 2018? Yeah, so I've, I've sold about a dozen um, real estate uh, businesses this year. So, yeah. mm. Why did you get into the industry? Uh, I, I actually had a back injury when I was um, uh, 18. I came from the, the country and I had a, a severe um, uh, injury and I spent probably 18 months in, in and out of uh, hospital with it. And so that's how I got into the industry. So um, I, I went to a rehabilitation um, course and I, I remember it um, because of about six to eight um, country lads that varying injuries and um, that had injuries out, out in the land and I was no different. And um, learning how to type and, um, you know, like I said, shave and, and use tyres. So that's actually how I got into the industry. And at the time, it was a government-run um, rehabilitation um, course and, and you had to get into a government um, role. And, and I pushed heavily because I knew I wanted something to do with the property. I didn't know what, um, but I, I pushed heavily. And I, I ended up doing work experience for three months for um, in Ray McGrath Professionals in Glenelg. They were... Actually, which is still operational, they actually, um, I did, yeah, spent 14 weeks work experience. It's quite stubborn mm. and um, uh, before, before getting an offer to roll. But I think they were like the fifth or sixth office that I went and asked, can I have some work experience? Yeah, quite, wow. um, and um, I knew I wanted to be around real estate or, uh, or, or property. I just didn't, at that age, I was pretty naive and um, I didn't know what, but I just knew it interested me. So, yeah. mm. Mm. so in your specific industry that you're working in mm. now, mm. Buying versus growing an organic rent roll. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Well, there's pros and cons for each, um, and and at, at varying stages, um, um, buying a, a rent roll um, can be good and bad. So, um, um, and, and there's there's a lot of um, uh, uh, there's a lot of pros in terms of a um, an existing book um, wanting mm-hmm. to let's say for example branch into a new location but not wanting to 
uh, set up that I mean because you've got your your infrastructure your business already sitting there so there's and then there's economies of scale because you shared staff and in terms of let's say administration or commercial leases or mm. so um, they they can be tricky to buy and if you you buy them um, poorly which um, happens um, um, is is and can be quite quite um, dangerous on a uh, you know commercially speaking so um, mm. but organic growth too there's um, I think uh, the percentage would be that there's a myth that property managers should be able to grow portfolios. The reality is, is um, that in what I see over, over the years, probably 10, maybe 15% of property managers have that skill set as, as a BDM as well. Mm. They are very different skill sets. So yes. um, in um, a lot of it comes down to the structure of the office, the pay system, um, whether it's commission-based or salary-based and um, yeah, so there's pros and cons. It just depends on um, what the ultimate goal and, and uh, is, and what time frame you've got. And mm. yeah, because I mean, uh, you could look at twenty different property management businesses; they all look completely different um, in That's terms right. of yeah. It's, it's what do you do when you're looking at assessing the value of a of a rent roll? Yeah, sure. So the the, the assessment of a um, there's 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 basically five primary factors to look at, and then there's um, approximately nine secondary factors. And um, the primary factors um, uh, create uh, a multiple range based on um, lo- location. Um, some of the um, some of the uh, five primary factors is um, uh, location, um, past sales, but yep. um, the three uh, three biggies are the average rent, the yes. average management fee, and the number of properties. Yes. And and um, establishing a, a baseline on what that is annualised um, in terms of a forecast on those management fees, which typically eighty percent of your Eighty uh, percent of your revenue, um, give or take. Yeah. Um, it's the average, about eighty percent, twenty percent of secondary, and then time using that uh, um, annualised management fees over over a multiplier. So if we looked um, in Auckland, uh, for example, um, that that multiplier range at the moment's around two point four through to two point eight. And when I say yeah. around, it, it is two point four to two point eight. Yes. Um, 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 and and it sort of varies from year to year depending on what's going on and. Um, uh, what changes in legislation and in the general market and and um, yeah, but I um, mean your smaller regions. Let's say, for example, um, uh, Taranaki or New Plymouth or um, Nelson Bay's, um, where the populations are sort of forty to sixty thousand. I'd expect to see that range in the two to two point five uh, multiplier across um, that annualised management fees. If you looked at a um, general uh, value. Um, style business it, it tends to uh, sit between a, a four through to six times EBITDA mm. which is quite high compared to um, let's say a cafe um, a hospitality uh, business that that runs it um, around uh, anywhere from uh, two to three point five times EBITDA mm. so yeah. they're great things to, to cash in on um, mm. they're, they're tough to get off the ground um, yes. Um, but they are great, great businesses um, in as much as the rent gets paid. And as long as you, you, you've got your tenants paying paying the rent, the, the fees coming out automatically, there's not a, a typical uh, service um, invoice debtors type approach. The rent comes through, the fees come out, and, and they're very good on cash flow. So, mm. yeah. But, uh, and so you're, you know, you obviously have to have your finger on the pulse in the industry and, yes. and the role that you're performing now and, and the stuff that you're doing in Australia as well as in New Zealand. What do you see as being the biggest challenge in the industry right now? Um, yeah, uh, I'd say in New Zealand, it's uh, keeping up with legislation change. There's been a lot of, across both countries. Both countries, yeah. 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 I think New Zealand, New Zealand, there's a yeah. much there's a 
I think Australia's gone through a lot of the yeah. thought of. They've become more accustomed to legislation mm. updates, whereas New Zealand are they sort of approaching that now? The yeah. Roll out legislation. Yeah, yeah. There's um there's a new new one being introduced uh, uh, early two thousand nineteen. Well, there's a bill that's been um, that, that's in progress uh, for uh, uh, removing of uh, letting fees. And over in New Zealand, letting fees are charged to tenants, um, mm. unlike Australia, where um, letting fees are charged to the um, owner. And um, and and they tend to equate to um, anywhere from ten to fifteen percent of your um, gross revenue. So they're a big chunk of your your, your income. Mm. So. Um, and um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's, you can be proactive, reactive. I've seen some of my clients proactively um, bringing uh, in letting fees or, or marketing um, um, fees to, to their owners. Um, yeah. But uh, I think this, the, the industry will there'll be a, a workaround. It'll be enlarged, reactive uh, next year because everyone's just holding back and waiting for it to, to come about. Yeah. Um, it's too yeah. too big a. Um, too big a uh, change financially to do nothing. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, but um, yeah. And, and what would you see? Uh, so uh, you see legislation. Legislation is one. The, yeah. the, probably the other other one is um, technology and software. Yes. And um, do you see that as being a big disruptor in the next two um, years? Yeah, I think it's a positive disruptor though, yes. um, um, if harnessed and, and used used correctly, um, and, and to maintain competitive levels. Um, mm-hmm. And profitability. Um, so, prop tech, I think, is the, um, uh, yes. the, the term that I keep on hearing uh, more recently. So, but that that that's sort of revolutionising the, um, the the industry um, mm. of prop tech. So, but, yeah. uh, I guess in New Zealand, particularly, are the property managers sort of are they accepting the new technology, or is this something that they're yeah. struggling sometimes? With? Yeah. Well. Yeah, we're a bit, we're a bit um, more conservative uh, yes. Kiwis. I, I can say that because I am a Kiwi and I've worked across both countries. And, and rent rolls are um, uh, uh, um, not not as as large on, on average um, uh, in New Zealand as to what there are there are in Australia. So the, uh, the economies of scales, costs uh, versus benefit. Um, so there's lots of considerations, and, and there's no. It's it's a how long is a piece of string? Every rent roll is a different size, different location, different needs. But yeah, but but um, certainly, I think um, we're, we're getting um, we're, we're getting better uh, yes. at, 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 at adopting, adapting and adapting. adapting. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And technology, uh, because obviously you have your association with Inspect Real Estate. In That's Australia. right. Yep. How do you? Because you're, you're at the, what would you call it, the coalface, or you have a higher level view of um, of software implementation. Yeah. How are you seeing um, How are you seeing businesses in Australia versus New Zealand with the, the stuff like Inspector Real Estate with the introduction of software and technology? Um, like a, a comparison to Australia from Australia and New Zealand. Well, actually, the Kiwis are keeping up. Um, if, if we looked at Inspect Real Estate's numbers, uh, New Zealand is literally like another state in terms of population mm. and, and um, uh, growth. And, um, and uh, this is some 150 odd offices. I'm not too sure um, uh, that's. Uh, uh, I'm yeah. sure Andrew Andrew <laughs> would be fine with me sharing that. There's approximately 150 odd offices here Sorry, in, in New Zealand. I know that. Uh, <laughs> And New Zealand's uh, largest group, Barfoots, their their yes. entire group uses the, the software as does property brokers to to um, inspect real estate's largest um, um, clients actually. So um, 
Yeah, so it's it's. Uh, I wouldn't think that we're um, behind or in front. We're sort of on par in terms. Yeah, mm. but I think um, certainly some of the easier products to 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 use, for example, REBDM, um, uh, not um, uh, um, so would uh, unsophisticated. Un- should I say that or not? I don't. I think it's a lot. Um, uh, it's uh, IRE's uh, second, um, as Andrew puts it, record um, in in terms of um, products that were, were developed. Um, there's been a significant um, interest in, in the New Zealand market in that particular product to, to assist with growth of the uh, portfolios. So, yeah. mm-hmm. And um, so... In in Australia and New Zealand, it'd be interesting to to see if you um, if you think it's the same across both countries. How do you think a real estate business can differentiate itself in the industry? Well, that's a gosh, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a tough <laughs> that's question. A question. <laughs> how, um, how long do we have? <laughs> I could differentiate them by by, by getting a consultant. Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> I think it's a it's funny thing. Um, let's see, uh, simplicity is probably the word that I I like to 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 um fall fall back on. I know when I've uh, set up and run my own own businesses um, here in New Zealand, um, and and also when I worked in, in uh, Brisbane for for ProRental, simplicity in terms of fee structures, in terms of uh, communication, um, uh, in terms of uh, culture, uh, and just uh, ethos right throughout. Um, it's it's hard enough without um, overcomplicating things. So where you can mm. simplify. Um, uh, um, um, Conversions of management authorities, for ex- yeah. for example, with new clients. I know uh, uh, when I ran my um, portfolio and businesses, I I looked at that as a um, an area that I could improve. This is just purely as an example um, yes. and, and minimise my agreement from a six pager down to a two pager um, to to make life easier on transition or uh, for for a client to, to sign and to yeah. to to get through. Um, uh, transitioning over from one agency to another, if the, the client was unhappy, and having a form that was filled in and taking it over the hands of the the um, uh, um, the owner, and, and again making things simple. Um, I always like the uh, one fee base model. Um, yes. No negotiations, of course, um, uh, because there's no secondary fees if you have one, one fee base model. But again, simplicity. Um, rental guarantee. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, management guarantees, so money back guarantee if the client was unhappy. Um, so really, um, high level of integrity and, and simplicity is, is um, and the, the the industries you know for the majority is that way. You know, yes. so it's not uh, not to say that that's not the case, but where there's areas where, where things can be simplified, um, then then um, being proactive um, and um, putting actions in place with deadlines to make that occur to make yeah. it easier. And I think as well, software. So the I think the integration and use of software is very important yep. for the business moving, uh, for the industry yep. moving forwards. Yeah. But the seamless use of, of software and the yep. seamless integration of software. So Sarah Martin, who was talking again today, she she has, um, and she's a, a, a considered to be a, a fairly big innovator in the industry, yes. a lot of her focus is around the use of software and technology and how it can seamlessly integrate so a person is having a, a seamless experience. I think a lot of times we can use software and, and technology to do the opposite. 
to make yeah. things yes. more complicated. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be more complicated. Yeah. It's like the other but way around. I think around. she's also using it to, to make it simple, not only for the owners or the landlords, but also for her own staff. Yes. So, and I think that's where, you know, she created the... And she was talking about, we were talking about beforehand about eliminating emails. Emails, exactly. Yeah. She's, yeah. She has eliminated emails. So she's using um, Slack, Slack as a software and all her staff are using those two pieces of software. Yeah. Yeah. And it means instead of emails getting lost, yeah. they're actually just going um, in Trello. So in Trello, yeah. you have different columns and each yeah. column represents a different task or a person and mm. it'll get dragged across to that person. That's your task yeah. there. And once they finish, they drag it across to say it's yeah. completed. Yeah. Totally eliminates that. And mm. I know for her, it's added a lot of value, but it's using technology and yeah. using software yeah. in a way Simplifying. that... It can, yeah, it can be can, can be sometimes a bit daunting um, uh, to, to introduce because uh, yeah. if it doesn't work, but but free trials, uh, <laughs> most software companies will provide a free yes. trial and, right. and you just got to ask the question. And, and also um, focus on having um, somebody that's tech-friendly to, to introduce it to the office so but I think um, you also mm. have to have that tech friendly office environment mm. so that it yeah. can be introduced into as well if people are really resistant to change yeah. and really scared of technology yeah. you're always going to yeah. be fighting yeah. you're always yeah. going to be fighting yeah. but if the team are okay ready and they're set mm. no matter how challenging it may be yeah. or how different yeah. it might be yeah. If the mindset I, is there, I, I'm smiling because I, I'm I'm not I'm not tech friendly. With respect, with respect to Fibonacci Consulting, I'd be the most untech friendly um, uh, person. Well, maybe I'm oh, close to the, yeah, the top. Yeah, and um, and um, but it's, it's been embracing technology, yes. sure. Um, mm-hmm. um, and and, and I'm not I'm, I'm not by myself. So um, yeah, it is a challenge. You surround yourself with others that can do yep, what you can. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I hand my phone to my wife and just sort, <laughs> sort that out. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the normal gesture that I have. Can you sort that? Yeah, but Michelle, uh, I guess that helps you out a lot as well. Yes, Michelle, my, my AA. Yep, yep, yep yes. So, um, <laughs> what would be your one piece of advice that, that Hamish would give mm. to the industry right now? Yes. Gosh, in terms of New Zealand right now, is uh, hold on to your hold on to your uh, sit on your hands. Um, uh, yeah, it, um, yeah it, 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 it's a good industry. It's fun. Um, the, 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 there's, um, I think, there's some pretty cool things uh, with uh, prop tech uh, um, helping the industry as a whole um, in in the future. Um, the um, it is frustrating the legislation change. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, not not legislation changes because I think some 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 of the changes are really positive. It's just the amount in the, in the short period of time. So it's just <gasps> sucks some air yeah. and, 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 and bob back down and keep just keep moving forward. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What about within Australia? With, within Australia, I think. Um, uh, yeah, just you really got me on the head. <laughs> yeah, so again, the same sort of a thing. So I, I think you guys have had quite a bit of legislation yeah. change as yes. well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I think um, uh, my understanding is that uh, um, a lot of a lot of uh, real estate agents are sort of um, or, or property management businesses are, are getting bigger. Um, yes. That's that's what's happening, and a lot of the smaller ones are sort of. Not caving, but um, um, sort of flattening out, and uh, but there's yeah. a lot of, lot of consolidation and um, acquisitions occurring and getting bigger and taller. I guess if I yeah. have a visualization, just buildings going up and um, <laughs> then the um, flattening around them. So yeah. okay, very good. Ever awesome. you need to start the clock. Let me get this now. This, this in this season, we're doing things a little bit different. We're going to we're going to ask you a series of questions. Oh, we call it the sixty second hot seat. And I thought answer. I've never been in the hot seat. <laughs> That's this is the 60 second now. We're going to see how long it takes for us to get through these questions. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be less than 60 seconds. 
Um, and um, they're, they're not necessarily, yeah, not necessarily uh, what, industry. What related. my favourite colour is? Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, well, let's go. <laughs> um, we'll need to add that one next time. Okay. Okay. We're ready. Okay. And Start. go. Number one. Your number one bucket list item. Uh, rugby World Cup. Awesome. Uh, fo- following a full rugby World Cup series. Excellent. Yeah. Favorite hobby? Uh, diving. Strangest thing you've ever eaten? Uh, I don't know if I could say this aloud on um, uh, lambs, uh, 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 rams, balls. I was dead. I was dead. <laughs> that's, that's right. I was literally dead <laughs> for money, and I. And what's next? It's a delicacy in some oh, countries. Mm. No, yeah, you. rams balls. Mm. Describe yourself in three words. Don't say rams balls. <laughs> uh, crikey, another hard one. <laughs> handsome? No. Is that, uh, handsome? Um, uh, probably uh, uh, friendly, um, integrity based. That, that, yep. That'll do. So. Excellent. Um, how do you spend your first three hours of the day? Uh, coffee, walk. Uh, kids, yeah. When you dance, you look like <laughs> a womble. <laughs> a womble. If you had a super yacht, what would you call it? Um, Last question, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> That's one minute, David. Okay, excellent. Thank you very much, Hamish. We really appreciate your time and um, and you know you're a real innovator in the in the industry. Mm. And um, as we finish up, tell us what you have been going on in your business right now and your shameless plug of, of what you'd like to talk oh, about. Oh, um, yeah, selling rent roll uh, uh, businesses uh, uh, throughout New Zealand. Um, uh, three three circles, as I put it, sales and acquisitions of rent rolls, um, health checks or business audits, um, valuations, uh, rent roll valuations, where I work with the valuing firms. Oh, They're okay. my three Main circles, there's plenty of other things I do, but they're the ones that really float my boat, so that yes. I focus so, on. And if, so. if someone wants to get in contact with you? Um, HamishTurner.co.nz. Yes, so you also set up, what did you set up? Uh, rentrollbroker.co.nz, so it's a, a more recent site, so all the uh, listings are on there, and um, yeah. And can people subscribe to like a newsletter or something like that? Yeah, we have. We actually have around fifteen thousand uh, subscribed to our newsletter. So that's a really good Fantastic. question. Thanks. I should have noted that one, David. Um, <laughs> so if you go on, on online, there is actually a subscribe button on both those two sites. So those two sites again: HamishTurner.co.nz and uh, RentRollBroker.co.nz. And Ira will make sure that she includes those in the show notes. Thanks, Ira. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much, David. Here with Eva and Hamish on the hot seat. Thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. And we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode with Hamish. And before you go, I'd ask if you enjoyed the episode that you subscribe to our podcast, which you can find when you search for The Hot Seat, wherever you listen to your podcasts, especially on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I also wanted to remind you that The Hot Seat is powered by affordable staff. And if I am 100% honest, we could not put this whole thing together without outsourcing it. There's a lot of background work that goes into creating a podcast that if you've ever created a podcast, you know what I'm talking about. And without outsourcing it to our overseas team, we could not do it. Uh, I mean, I record the content here that, that I'm sharing with you or that you're watching now and listening to. And then I send it overseas and they handle all the audio edits, the video edits, the website, the podcast distribution, the marketing, including creating short excerpts of the podcast, the show notes linking to different um, presenters, um, profiles, etc., etc. There is so much involved. So a special thank you to all of our team over in the Philippines for handling that. Okay, great. Thank you again for all your support. And we look forward to catching up with you in the next episode, the fourth episode of season two of The Hot Seat. Talk to you again in a fortnight.